Welcome to the Absite Smackdown podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hey guys, it's me, Jess, your host of Absite Smackdown podcast, and it's our Halloween special. And with me, I have our plague doctor, Dr. Kashmir. How are you doing, Dr. Kashmir? Well, I'll tell you, Jessica, you can probably barely hear me through this thing, and it's hot as heck. It is super hot under that mask, but it's always yeah. fun to wear a costume every year, and this year it wasn't the dodgeball costume, so that's a good thing. How are you? Great, but you can't make me laugh. It ruins my look. I'm supposed to be dramatic. I'm supposed to be Morticia. I'm not supposed to smile. I'm supposed to be serious i can't I be you. serious with you not with that mask on <laughs> <laughs> well the mask almost hit the microphone and it's just a whole process so we're yeah. going to be done for now but uh i think uh it's a good wig on you it's a good wig oh thanks yeah, yeah. dramatic i'm gonna so with that jessica what's up today okay well it is our halloween special like i said so we're gonna do the five darkest absites absite facts well, then let's get to it. These are the top five darkest surgical facts, 2021 edition. It, you know, Jessica, it was only episode 42. It doesn't feel that long ago yeah. that we did the top five darkest facts for that year. And so we're back again. And every time of this year, we take a moment to remember schadenfreude, that dark joy people feel uh, when they see the pain of others. So whether that's surgical M&M or something similar, one of the most uh, common feelings in a surgical M&M is, oh, man, boy, I, I am really glad that's not me. And uh, yeah, well, that guy was a jerk and this happened to him. And so there's this German word for dark joy that you see all the time, which is joy at the pain of others. So this is the episode every year where I'm kind of reminded of that. Um, so it's just a thing. All right. We get to be dark, joyous now. Repent and give thanks on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Karma hits us at Christmas with our presents. Seems so, to be yeah. the way. Now, Jess, when you shared with me some of the things in going through the book and editing it as you helped do, uh, you gave me five of sort of the scariest, darkest things. And it's always fun to share those. But let me ask you this before we get to it. I know I'm behind the times on this, but have you heard of this thing called the Momo Challenge? So, unfortunately, yes. Yes, I have. I'm old. I'm not old enough, though, because I still have to know about all these weird, creepy little things like that face of that statue I can't get out and the horrible things that these kids do. You know, I feel like a couple of years ago it was Slenderman and now it's this Momo challenge. And I, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, but then you actually did some research on it. And what was it you found out? Like something about like... The origination or what was well, that, Dr. Kashmir? Well, first, I'm sharing this with everybody who watches this because it's just not something we think about in healthcare, mm -hmm. but it is super dark and creepy. So it kind of fit in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, there are these challenges that have gone around. Uh, there's been this Internet meme of Slenderman. Um, there's this thing called the Momo Challenge and even one called the Blue Whale Challenge in Russia. And I just want to share with everybody. We didn't want to put any of these photos in the talk today, uh, but we wanted to raise awareness, well, sort of as a PSA before we go on. And I'll share with you that this is a very creepy entity that apparently gets in YouTube videos, and it's a photo of it, and it challenges kids to do these kind of twisted things, 
whether it's uh, sort of pyromania type stuff or stuff that's injurious to them. And we're not going to give it too much uh, respect by talking about it so much. And we didn't put a video or photo in because it probably will make YouTube ban our video podcast. Right, exactly. I, I wanted to share with everybody at home, if you haven't heard of this thing, it's this uh, online entity, online meme that challenges kids to kind of do these terrible things. Super dark and creepy, Jess. I know. Parents, watch your kids' YouTube channel. <laughs> PSA. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway. No doubt. Well, Screen Up Right is the scarecrow of Batman fame. And with that, Jessica, let's get to our first one. And why don't you take it away? Number five. Okay, so I picked this one out. And I get for a lot of you in the medical field, you probably like go to do surgery and break one of these open and you're like, awesome, right? But for me, the lay person, when I was editing and doing this and I found out this teratoma, I was like, why? does this mask have body parts in it? And it freaked me out. It seemed very Halloween. So that's why I, you know, chose it. I'm sure some people just think it's awesome and not at all dark, but you know, for me, I thought it was pretty dark and cool. So can you tell us a little bit about it, Dr. K? Well, just, just like you said, uh, the teratoma, especially the immature ones have all these different germ cell layers and the immature ones tend to be seen in young females. There's an increased alpha fetoprotein level and in mature teratomas, adult tissue, like hair and teeth are seen. Those aren't seen in immature ones. And screen right, here's one that's a mature teratoma. Uh, it has all of these different uh, entities like teeth here. And they get more dramatic than this with a ton of hair. Uh, they can be seen in the ovaries and other tissues. And I'm going to tell you, you know, even if you are in healthcare, that one's a strange one. The Absite Smackdown podcast is based on the best-selling review book, Absite Smackdown. The only Absite review with an entire video review course included. Visit AbsiteSmackdown.com and pick it up today. Okay, so it's not just me. I'm not just, you know, easily, easily freaked out, I guess. Probably Thanks not just that. you. Not just you on that one. Okay. So let's, let's get on to number four. All right, number four is really cool. Thankfully, we don't use this anymore, right, Dr. Kashmir? This is no longer a thing. Is it? Is this a thing? Is this still mm. a thing? Because I look at this and it looks like something to me out of a horror movie. So I... <laughs> well, a couple things about this. Um, last sort of used around the time of the polio epidemic, and I didn't think these were functional anymore. I thought they were all just museum pieces pretty much. Right. But according to this citation, and let me tell you, we're talking low level of evidence here. All this interesting.com, creepy, uh, creepy vintage medical treatments. They said in 2014, there's still 10 people in the United States on these things. I had no idea. And I, again, could I find it any more online, any deeper about whether this is true? No, I, I couldn't. But here is an iron lung. And I also wanted to make a comment about this idea called negative pressure. Okay. You know, the idea is this um, the machine exerts negative pressure around you and that makes your chest wall expand. And so the negative pressure makes air come in through your mouth and nose. It's kind of the idea. But in reality, guys, there's no such thing as negative pressure. Pressure is only a positive value. If the pressure is lower in your chest because the machine makes your chest expand, then that means air gets in through here. So just you know, Jess, I kind of have these things. Um, I have these almost pet medical peeves. 
like when we say liver cirrhosis, because cirrhosis mm-hmm. doesn't really happen in other stuff. Right. Here's another one, negative pressure. It's not that there's negative pressure in your chest. There's just less pressure. So anyway, iron lung, number four, and a pet peeve for me. Question really quick, though. What are those chambers that they have in hospitals now? Or like, you know, when people come up from diving and they're really sick and they're like chambers, oh, yeah. like, what is that? Well, called? we call it we call it diving. We call it diving the patient. But these are similar um, rooms that can exert different levels of pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. Decompression chambers sometimes. Decompression chamber, yeah. They have a lot of different names, and we call it diving the patient um, when, you, when you treat somebody with it. Uh, I'm a diver, um, and I'll just tell you, you, when you do go diving, you like to hear that the island you're on has one of these chambers that's functional, mm-hmm. so you can get treated if you have a problem. But they're ones that allow you to change the ambient pressure around people if they have issues uh, regarding uh, what's commonly called the bends. So bottom line is it's nice to see them and kind of a similar idea in changing. Could this have been like the the beginning idea that became decompression chambers? That's a great question. And I'll tell you, you're beyond me on it. What is different is in a decompression chamber, your head is not at the outside atmospheric pressure. Uh, So similar in that you can control the pressure around the body, Uh, but somewhat different in that your head is at a different pressure. Right. Okay. Sorry. Off topic, but it just, it made me think of that because I do know you're a diver. So I thought you would know a little bit more about it. So. Well, with that, let's get on to number three. Okay. Fibromuscular dysplasia. (laughs) So fibromuscular dysplasia is particularly concerning. And I think Jess, the reason you picked this was because it affects young women. Uh, And when it involves the renal artery, like it does screen upper right, uh, they get Mm -hmm. this sort of string of beads appearance. Uh, The most common type is medial fibrodysplasia. It's about 85% of cases. You can get hypertension from these renal vessels being involved. And of course, if the carotids are involved, you can get a stroke or another problem. And this can lead to renal artery stenosis. So I think what worried you about this one is that uh, it affected young women. Is that right? Well, that, and it, then it looks like all the little veins, it looks like a bead of pearls. And so it's like, it just seems twisted to me, like this elegant imaging I have of like ladies and pearls, but then this like health that affects women. And it just, in my head, it just seemed creepy to me again, layperson. So, you know, you guys got to give me a little bit of a break. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if you've never seen this before, it is kind of creepy looking. It just looks so irregular for an artery and seeing that uh, whether it's in the renal arteries, which are most commonly involved, Mm -hmm. the carotids, which are actually the second most common or the iliacs, the third most common, it's just concerning looking because you really don't see arteriograms that look like that routinely. So when you do, you say, oh man, that is, that is weird looking. Mm -hmm. So that's number three. The Absite Smackdown Podcast. Visit the Smackdown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. Moving on to number two. <laughs> well, I know I know number two really set you off. So why don't you go ahead and handle it for okay, me? Okay, it's not that it set me off. It just, it's like, it seems like all of our worst nightmare, the never ending zit and, and the most horrible place <laughs> like right above your booty like where you sit and it rubs and like it's like like a groundhog days it almost like you drain it it comes back drain it come back drain it. and I get it's not a zip but like in my mind that's um 
what I was thinking. And it's like, why, why do they drain it and drain it? And it comes back and comes back. It's like the never ending zit. And I just, well, I, I like think a we, personal nightmare. <laughs> well, what you've really picked up on, I think is the recurrence issues with these pilonidal mm-hmm. cysts. So pilonidal disease is most common in young hirsut men with deep natal clefts. You can prevent it by weight loss, avoiding prolonged sitting, perineal hygiene, just like we said, clipping the hair there, and even laser hair removal. Uh, We diagnose it really, Jessica, just based on history and physical, uh, and you can have these dermal pits along the base of the inner gluteal cleft. And what you said is exactly right. You can drain these recurrently, but they have a lining. And if you don't take that lining out, the thought is they continue to recur. So simple drainage, like you said, can lead to many issues. Uh, You can even develop a chronic draining sinus tract. And again, recurrent episodes of acute on chronic infection can happen. So pilonidal disease can be tough. And I'll tell you an even more concerning thing, pilonidal disease can even happen on the fingers of barbers where they have uh, hair uh, kind of burrowing in and they can get infection in those uh, in those areas. Yeah, it's like, so, isn't it usually on that finger? Cause like from cutting and they have it and it goes there. You know, I'm not sure which particular finger and I can't, I've only seen it rarely myself. Okay. So I can't think back to which particular finger, but it does make sense that ones that'll have hair kind of pushed into them would be more likely to get it. I, I'm not really sure. So with that, let's move on to number one. Well, number one, Jess, is one of my favorites, and it's called laudable pus. Really kind of a creepy idea. And when you hear about surgeons from times gone by, you think to yourself, what were those guys thinking? And usually it's because you, I've found, we can't really be in their historical context. We don't understand in their historic uh, context the limits of what they have. So let me tell you why this one is super creepy to me. It's creepy because there's this idea that pus used to be in the 19th century, a good thing was thought to be good. Some surgeons thought that regarding a seeping wound, they would be happy because they'd done a good job. And it was not a sign that a surgical wound was healing. Looking back, it's a sign that it was infected. Right. But let me tell you why. uh, And this is that's from history collection, another kind of low level of evidence. But here's one that's not. The reason why they applauded or lauded this pus was because the pus in a wound and a wound infection was not the type of infection you have in the picture above. It was not necrotizing fasciitis. Necrotizing fasciitis can just have a dishwater appearance. Typically, it's not purulent. And the issue is here from, uh, here's a a PubMed citation that shows when the ancient medical observers, uh, what they recognized was the fact that pus meant you didn't have this incredibly severe infection, this necrotizing fasciitis. So they were kind of happy because at least their patient wasn't going to die of a horrific neck fash. Now, remember, neck fash is typically uh, most commonly caused by group A strep. uh, And there are some ways we can make this as much as we can a clinical diagnosis. We want to catch it early. Mm -hmm. Um, The larynic is is a uh, scoring system. You, that uses lab tests, including C-reactive peptide, uh, uh, C-reactive protein, rather, sodium, uh, blood glucose, some lab factors to help us determine, because it can be more subtle than this, helps us determine if a patient has this. Now, it turns out that scoring system doesn't, hasn't done well 
after initial discovery and having it be sorted, when they've, we've tested it, it, it doesn't work really well to be predictive in many circumstances, but it can give you a clue of who's going to need debridement and who's going to need it early for these horrible infections. Zombie infection. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's a bad one. It's a bad one. So Jess, those are our top five darkest surgical facts. Why don't you go with a review? Okay. Well, again, top five darkest surgical facts, maybe not for you, but for me coming in at number five, the teratoma, the mask that can have its own teeth and hair, like your own personal little twin you're growing. Number four, the iron lung, apparently still in effect today. Who knew? Possibly having something to do with decomp chambers. I'll have to look that up. Coming in at number three, fibromo fibromuscular dysplasia. And number two, I cannot say that one. You have to help me. Yeah, that one is pilonidal <laughs> disease. Pilo is a hair Pilo. and nidus is caused by. So pilonidal disease. Pilonidal disease. See, this is why I have to have them. I can't do this by myself, guys. Can't, can't do the words. My mouth doesn't work that way. And then number one, laudable pus. Considered a good thing in the day because that means you didn't have necrotizing fasciitis, which to me just looks like zombie skin. So again, super appropriate for Halloween and for darkest surgical facts. Yeah. I remember last year, some of the ones we talked about, I think some of these top that I'll tell you that uh, laudable pus is interesting. The teratoma. I mean, that thing yeah. is the winner so far. It right. is terrible. Just I terrible. Mean, last year, my favorite one, of course, is you know, facts about our liver because our liver can regenerate itself and, you know, the fable of that. So that is always going to be my favorite darkest fact about medical in our bodies. But this year was pretty good. Not really sure how I'm going to top us next year. We may have to do something else like darkest surgical stories from Ooh. the 1900s or something like that, huh. because I'm pretty sure we've hit all the good facts. So um, just to touch back guys, again, please follow us on social media. We have of course, our website, AppsiteSmackdown.com. We're on Instagram. You can get your daily AppSite fact. We're on Facebook at AppsiteSmackdown.com. Twitter, AppsiteSmackdown. LinkedIn, AppsiteSmackdown. A lot of AppsiteSmackdown, guys. We're also on TikTok. You can find our podcast everywhere. Speaking of our podcast, Dr. K, did you see we made that top surgical podcast list and we came in at number five? Did you see that? Did you get the email? I did, you know, thanks for forwarding it to me. And yeah, uh, that was really great to see. It's really cool to see that uh, our listeners uh, kind of getting out there and people are starting to notice. And uh, I really hope uh, that this is really valuable to people. It sure would have helped me on the fly back in the day. Maybe not as much for the lighthearted Halloween ones, uh, but really some of the ones where we go through the facts uh, and do some clinical scenarios for people. We even, like you said, include entire reviews from some of our different review sections as a service to all our colleagues and future colleagues out there. So it's been great to see. And uh, Jess, I also got the email probably about two weeks ago about a live conference, uh, which I appreciate you guys inviting me to. I'm excited about. Uh, why don't you tell all the listeners about um, what you guys are planning? All right, y'all. In the time of COVID, especially, even without COVID though, when you're a resident, how hard is it to take time off? to take time off. And so to fly and go to a conference and spend money you don't have for a hotel and flight and your precious time that you do get off, do you really want to spend it at a conference? Like 
don't people miss their families? <laughs> don't they want to like go lay on the beach, you know? So we tried to take all of those issues out. So we're doing an online conference. We're doing it for three days. We're doing it kind of like after hours. It's going to be live broadcast. You can get a ticket, but also will be recorded. So say you're on call, say you're doing other things. Like you can log in, watch the parts you want. If you have to go back to work, go take a case, do whatever. You can come back and rewatch the stuff that you missed later. It's really great. It's going to be in January, um, 8th, 9th, and 10th. We're really excited. We have a lot of speakers. We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, you know, tickets are on sale now. We have the links. Go to our site. And yeah, it's really great. Anything you want to add, Dr. K? No, I think it's going to be awesome. And I, I think, you know, I would have appreciated that uh, because it was so hard to get away uh, for a live interactive conference. Um, I think uh, one of the other things I thought was awesome is that you guys are including um, in the package for people who sign up for the conference access to the video review course. And right. I can tell you this much. It's yes, been a yeah. lot of work lately to finish up <laughs> version 3.0 of the videos and book, which are coming yeah. out soon. Everything's updated. It responded to all the different positives, right. negatives, and inner, uh, in the middle right. reviews from the old ones. So that's coming out right. soon. I'm super excited about it. And the bottom Final line editing is- stages. You should see my email. So yeah. full, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. And I think giving away that video course mm -hmm. to people who are going to attend the live conference is just one more way you guys are really doing right uh, by the material and the surgery residents. So as usual, I can't be complimentary enough. I think it's great. And I love participating with you guys. So thanks a lot. And I really uh, found the five creepy facts. I always like the Halloween episodes and I thought this one was pretty cool. Thanks. Well, here's, here's another reason we're worth watching, even if it wasn't a lot of facts. Guess what, guys? So someone's going to win a free conference. Sign up for our email. Go into AppsiteSmack.com. Oh. Email us. Send us your email. Sign up because someone is going to get a free conference. So it could wow. be you. Start following us. Okay. And so you, you <laughs> want everybody to go to the website, shoot you an email, and just say live conference drawing or something, and you're going to give away a free conference. Really well, cool. Well, I mean, we're going to run all kinds of different things, but just so that they can be on the email list to get it. Because if you're not on our email list, if you're not part of our thing, oh. you're not going to get the link. So if you want to be on that list to be possibly in the running for a free contest, get on our email list, y'all. All right. So fun, Jess. Top five darkest surgical facts, 2021. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, what else? It's just time for me to take us out. So remember, guys, hashtag Absite Smackdown. Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at absitesmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.